Hello and welcome to episode 86 of the Startcast. It's been a while since I've done this. Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, Ewan Roxburgh, and I'm joined today by my fellow gamers, Jake. Hello. And Matthew. Good evening. I feel like it's been a solid... It's been a while. (laughs) It's so great. Uh, I feel like it's been a while since we've had like a proper chat, guys. Uh, Matt, how have you been? Uh, I have been tired. Been tired? Yes. Is that for any particular reason? Yes. Do I worry about asking that question? No, it's because I work in a full-time job that's earning me money until I get to go to Japan, so... Oh, yeah. Oh, did you buy those tickets? Uh, Are you off? sure did. I am off hey. on the 19th of April. So, so if you're Sweet. eagerly anticipating to burgle Matt's house, that's when he's going to be in Japan. <laughs> there's there's <laughs> nothing of value here. Um, so what's, uh, what's top of the to-do list in Japan then? Uh, buy everything that would otherwise cost me a fortune in shipping. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so no, you're just kind of it's, going on a spending spree. It's a solo trip. Uh, it's the first time I'm traveling solo. Uh, oh, all by yourself. Yeah. Uh, I'm oh, staying in. Man, I'm staying in hostels because I went. I went last time as well uh, with mates, and we stayed in like hostels and stuff, and it was really fun because we met a lot of people and stuff. So I'm going to do the same sort of thing, um, you know. And I might be able to, I know, go and do what they're doing, or they can come and do what I want to do, and you know, stuff like Cute. that. So. Um, Making friends overseas, and yeah, so it's just a just almost a month of uh, wandering around in the land of the rising sun. That's going to be so much fun. Kind of, gonna go to, I um, wanted to go. Just can't. You're going to go to some Pokemon gyms. Uh, I probably will. Yeah, um, I can't wait to go to the Pokemon stores and buy a heap of stuff I don't need. Um, yes. You're gonna to have to bring a second suitcase, an empty one. For well, all the stuff you buy while you're over there. I paid. I paid for like twenty-five uh, kilo of check baggage, and I'm honestly Fair just. Amount. I'm gonna pack light just so that I can. You yes. Know, bring a yeah. bunch of stuff back. So. Great option. Yeah. yeah. Good thinking. Have you got any overseas holidays planned, Jake? <laughs> no. No. I'm boring, and no, I will stay in Brisbane uh, for a while now, for the rest of my life, and never see the world. Jake has a oh, baby. God. Yeah, yeah. The baby. I gave up. I gave up international travel once. Uh, once we had a, a baby last year, so the baby is Jake's world. Exactly. Oh, gr- Matt. God, that's great. I should have used that line. Now I sound like an idiot. Do, I uh, I showed my my folks that video of you singing to to your oh, baby. Yeah. yeah. And they thought that was adorable. I thought nice. it was really, really funny. Bravo. I'm pretty, I'm pretty keen for her to start talking so then she can actually like sing along and come up with really weird words for what the actual words are and stuff. So She's got her social media career lined up for her. Exactly. Well, Sarah's already <laughs> made her an Instagram account. So, uh, oh, wow, go. really? Yeah. <laughs> I love how popular Shadden's dog's Instagram account has become. Uh, it's it's superseding everything that Press Start It is, makes me sad. Sure. I worry that one day he's just going to abandon us all and just like, right, guys, I'm going to work on my dog's Instagram full time. <laughs> it'll so long video games. It'll probably be like still PSA, but it'll be Press Sausages Australia. Yeah, <laughs> well done. Mm, mm, okay. <laughs> uh, well, on the show this week, we're going to be talking about not a huge amount because there's not a lot happening. Oh, Jake, I meant to ask you actually. Well, hmm. I remember. Um, you reviewed Kingdom Hearts 2. Oh, point yes, I did. Whatever it is this time. 2.8. HD uh, Final Chapter Prologue for uh, the full name, if you really wanted it. How are you abbreviating that for the review? 
I just heard KH 2.8. And what are your thoughts on it as like a diehard Kingdom Hearts fan? Um, To be totally honest, uh, like I said in my review, it's a great great experience, uh, but as a whole, um, Mm. don't, don't expect like a, you know, 10 out of 10 solid game. Um, like it's it's definitely worthy of grabbing and seeing because obviously it comes with the uh, Birth by Sleep 0.2 uh, add-on little episode uh, which right. links into Kingdom Hearts 3 and it comes with the, uh, the movie back cover which are totally two new things um, but also comes with Dream Drop Distance which was available in 2012 on the Nintendo T- uh, DS so good mm. chance for anyone that didn't get to play that like myself. Um, so but, the stuff you hadn't yeah. played was that kind of exciting, or was it? Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. And okay. you know, like like I said in the write up, like it it made me really excited for Kingdom Hearts three because of you know you get to see the power of the un, uh, Unreal Four engine, uh, some really cool like gameplay mechanics and everything like that. So in terms of like that side, wonderful. Got to grab it for that. In terms of a game, like it mm. like it was only like three hours long. Um, you know, the the combat and everything was fairly repetitive. Same kind of types of enemies, same boss the whole time, but, you know, just became stronger and stronger each time. Mm. Um, so, yeah, game-wise, don't expect it to be a great game, but definitely worth the experience. Mm. And just as like an aside, mm. I, love the, I love the box quote, by the way, don't expect a 10 out of 10, 7 out of 10. <laughs> I thought that was... <laughs> it was great, um, but as an aside, uh, th- like you, you don't typically do many reviews, Jake. Like you're no. more of like our video content producer, all around awesome guy. Oh, thanks, um, mate. So, uh, so how do you do? You find like the review process? Um, I for somewhat of my first official one, I probably picked mm. the the toughest one to review since there was like three things in one. Um, but I enjoyed it. Like I like giving my opinion and kind of analyzing the game more so than just whether or like it was great or not. Um, but yeah, I like it. I like doing a little bit of writing here and there. You know, I gotta. Sometimes I don't like to commit like visually all the time. I like to put pen to paper. You know. Yeah. I agree. Um, I agree. Yeah. Very nice. Well, Jake, you're very excited about Kingdom Hearts and Kingdom Hearts 3 if that ever sees the light of day. But yeah. something I'm sure we're all very excited about is Star Wars Episode 8. And of course, the big news this week is that now finally has a title. Yes. And it's called Star Wars The Last Jedi. Uh, and Star Wars has been written in a really cool red font. Uh, Matt, what are your thoughts on this title? There is so much in that that could be like accounted for it's everything. Pretty loaded. On. Yeah, it's a pretty mm. it's a pretty loaded title. Uh, but at the same time, like it could it could mean everything that we think it means, and it could mean nothing that we think it means. I mean, can you can you elaborate more? Well, the whole the whole thing that gets me is is everyone's like, oh, so it's about like you know Luke Skywalker because he's the last Jedi and that, but. Jedi is both the singular and plural word for the yeah the Jedi of course so mm. you know it doesn't necessarily mean that you know he is it doesn't necessarily mean it focuses on one person it could be the last of the Jedi it could be you know it could mean that there are multiple but they are the last Jedi you know you you just don't know so um 
I don't know. I'm I'm keen. I'm keen to I'm keen to see it because I'm keen to see the next you know installment, uh, especially after like the other day the prequels were on and by God they are difficult to watch. <laughs> um, you know, and like I I get that everyone was really annoyed with the Force Awakens because it was like a partial retread of what's already been done and it was a fair bit of fan service, but you know they I think whatever they make is going to be better than the prequels. So, mm. And same to you, Jake. What's your... Do you have sort of predictions for the film? I mean, it's sort of been rumoured to have like a dark sort of tone much in the way that Empire did. Um, do you think The Last Jedi as a title is sort of conducive with a darker film? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, I... I have no idea. My first instinct did go to me, you know, we're going to see much more about Luke Skywalker in this one. You know, we probably get some flashbacks in terms of how maybe uh, Kylo Ren turned out to be the way he is and, and mm. then go on from that, maybe in the second act of the movie. But um, yeah, I really don't know. I found it interesting, though, that that, that Star Wars logo is red. Um, mm. You know, we... What was like? I'm pretty sure it was yellow for Force Awaken, right? Yeah, like we've never seen sure it change it's been color, yellow, right? Right the way up. Until, yeah, so yeah. I, I feel like that's got to have some kind of significant uh, significance, you know, mm. like whether or not, um, yeah, like you said, it's going to be a much darker movie. It's it's going to be, I guess, that um, you know, that struggle that we see from Luke, and and did that lead to sending down Kylo down his his dark path, and how has that affected Luke now? Is he is he less of a Jedi and maybe more of a gray Jedi or or anything like that? Uh, for those of you that love that kind of back lore, so yeah, I I have no idea. I'm super keen to see it though. Like Matt, I'm uh, you know I'm I love anything Star Wars, and I'm keen to see the next story along. Uh, this new saga, so yeah, I'm keen as a bean. What about you, you and though? Yeah, well, uh, uh, you know me well. Like I'm so so keen. Um, <laughs> well, you are a male, and you do like video games. So <laughs> there's, well, there's an overlap there, isn't there? A bit of a Venn diagram. Um, I'm just looking up at my collection of Star Wars figures right above my head right now. <laughs> no, uh, I think I th- I think there's like two different sort of um, ideas kind of floating around, around in my head about this. Um, I really love the title. I think it's great. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, and I love how ambiguous it is. It really invites you mm-hmm. to sort of read read into it. Um, my readings sort of were like, uh, I, I didn't really consider the fact that Jedi is both like singular and plural yeah, really at one either. point. I initially had this like horrible sort of sense of dread that Luke was going to die and that Rey, who we obviously know is on very much on the verge of being a Jedi, um, was going to be the last Jedi. Um, and especially being rumored to be as dark a film as it is and you know like the way obi-wan kind of goes out in episode four like i I wondered if they were going to do a similar sort of thing with with luke um what i kind of hope it is instead is that you do of course have multiple jedi including luke and ray but also um maybe an assortment of other lesser known jedis or new jedi um that were part of the group that luke was training um Mm. Because doesn't, like, I'm fairly sure they say in The Force Awakens that he was, like, starting up, like, a Jedi training academy, and Kylo Ren was one of them, and he went AWOL, and he sort of, Luke kind of ran away from it all, and I wonder if he took, like, other other trainees with him. Um, so that'd be kind of cool, like, Rey kind of coming back and sort of um, coaxing these reluctant Jedis sort of into action and sort of getting trained along the way. Like, I'm sure we're excited for the montages that that will involve. Um, oh, you've just, but, uh, you just put a funny image in my head. I just imagine, yeah. I just imagine like a late night ad with like, 
you know, a, a middle-aged Luke Skywalker with, like, a mullet or whatever. He's like, <laughs> hi, I'm Luke Skywalker. Have you always <laughs> wanted to be a Jedi? Well, now you can with Luke Skywalker, Skywalker's <laughs> Jedi school. And then just, like, a montage of these people training to be Jedi, but like, in 80s spandex outfits. What was with that accent? Since when that was, was, that was, really was bad. Luke kind of a bit American? Well... We should um we should definitely make that ad. To yeah, be <laughs> yeah, that would, that would be great. Actually, call now and you can receive your own bonus lightsaber. <laughs> okay. Oh, Matt, I wonder, I wonder how the, the the cogs whirl in your head sometimes. You can learn how um, to use the force. <laughs> correct me, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh-huh. in the Force Awakens, did they? I need to watch it again, but mm. did they? R- didn't they say, like, like Kylo, he's not technically a Sith, right? No, he's not. Like, didn't they Didn't they say, like, the Sith are dead or, like, that's, you know, that kind of way of the dark side is gone? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, I, I, I wonder... I'm pretty sure it was hinted at that, that, like, he's he's not a Sith because the Sith is, like, dormant or something like that. Um, right. So, I wonder if that, you know, the last Jedi title might see us uh, see a different... I don't know, explanation of the light side of the force or something like that too. Like, you know, if the well, if the Sith that, doesn't come back as a faction, whether or not Jedi would, doesn't either. That was actually, I think, something that crossed my mind because it kind of makes sense that if the Sith is no longer and Luke is technically the last of the Jedi, um, you know, why, why would he want to create more Jedi? Why would he not instead want to start something new you know like the the whole thing yeah. between the sith and the jedi raged on for countless you know and millennia. you could probably say too that uh you know the jedi was a bit of a fail failed order yeah so you know but there might be some realization that there's time for something new too so, so. what yeah why would you want to you know why would you want to be it'd be like you know oh i'm gonna start a political party and we're gonna call ourselves the ku klux klan because that worked out <laughs> so great the last time so um, yeah. Again, not sure how things work in Matt's head sometimes. <laughs> I gotta admit, I was like, let you guys do your thing there, and then I was suddenly kind of like tuned back in, and like, what's going on here? <laughs> okay, mention of the KKK, let's turn things around. Yeah, woo! I, I do really hope though that the red like is symbolic of a much yeah, darker tone, like. I don't know, red might mean blood, it might mean a bunch of things, but, you know, if it's... I loved Empire, like, it's still to this day my favourite Star Wars film. Um, And I love that sort of dark, kind of grittier, kind of treat... Like, a more adult treatment of Star Wars. Um, That's kind of what I was hoping Rogue One was going to be, a bit more kind of in your face. Um, So, hopefully, hopefully, that's the same. Um, And I wouldn't mind if we have to say goodbye to some of our beloved characters as a result, although that's going to be really hard to do as it was in uh, Force Awakens as well. Um, But enough about Star Wars. Let's talk about some video games because the Xbox boss, Phil Spencer, has played some on the Scorpio, nonetheless. He's had some hands-on time with an early Scorpio unit in an internal update and uh, teased so on Twitter, writing, Great day, Scorpio update with team. Played my first games in early Scorpio unit. Games played great. Console looks right. Proud of the team. Um, Which has got me super jealous because I'd very much love to see what they've got under the hood. Uh, But but 
but Jake, you know, what's your sort of excitement levels for the Scorpio? Do you think it's sort of, <laughs> when do you think it's right for this sort of console to come out? Do you reckon we're going to see more at E3, or is this uh, still a fair few years away? Um, good question. <laughs> I think I reckon if they're going to play it smart, they'll showcase a little bit at E3, mm. not too much. Mm. Um, just a little bit and then in the lead up to holiday they'll release some more uh, information on it really showcasing it and then launch it just before holiday if they're going to do it this year right Um, otherwise we'll see it at E3 Mm. Um, we might see a couple of games on it and then they'll release it early maybe March 2018 right okay so you reckon it's going to be released over the next year or two yeah, I think so. Hmm. Like, I feel like they they can't extend the time period too long because otherwise then, you know, we're getting close to new new consoles anyway. Yeah, and I uh, don't feel like the Xbox One is kind of gaining that much traction, so maybe no. it is better to, to get it out sooner rather than later. Um, Matt, if you were to, to hypothesize what sort of games that he was playing on the Scorpio. What do you think they are? Do you reckon there's some new games that have been made for the ground up for it? Or is it Minecraft. likely to be Minecraft, Minecraft 2? <laughs> uh, or do you reckon it's going to be um, stuff that's sort of already on Xbox One? I reckon Microsoft's got a bit of a problem in that everything we see that's first party on the Scorpio mm. is just going to be remastered. Uh, yeah. And they're getting stuck in that cycle because... The way they're going with their first-party titles, they're not doing too well. I mean, they recently just canned Scalebound, uh, which a lot of people were looking forward to. Uh, I don't think there's a Halo on the horizon anytime soon. Um, no, well, besides Halo, Halo Wars, Wars, but yeah, yeah but like not a not a, anything about six. Yeah, not, not a, a not a yeah. proper title, like a yeah. you know not a you know spin off a proper title. Um, mm-hmm. you know, like six gears, gears. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a rehash or a, you know, like a sort of a PC esque port. Cause I mean, like Scorpio is technically basically just a PC console. Mm. Um, mm. so I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if, um, it's running a lot of remasters, you know, and then you're going to have all the Xbox fans who are one minute, you know, laughing that Sony's remastering every game for the PS4 that they had on the PS3. And now that they're getting, get, those titles remastered, you know, from the Xbox One to the Scorpio. So, um, you know, I, hey, I, I have no idea what Microsoft's got in the the pipeline. For all I know, they could be proving me wrong and go, oh, and we've got like thirty different launch titles. But, you know, <laughs> you 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 just don't know these kind of things. I mean, you got to take it with a grain of salt when they say, oh, I've played this or I've played that. So. Yeah, I think it makes sense for Microsoft to release this like, sooner rather than later, and. It's been sort of rumored that this this console has been in production for some time, and maybe it has been, and and maybe developers have already um, sort of had some sort of ballpark idea of the specs and have been developing games for it already, and maybe it's going to come out much sooner than I sort of anticipated. Um, That makes sense for Xbox, because I don't think the Xbox One really is going to pick up anytime soon. Um, It is lagging behind the PS4 uh, somewhat significantly and despite claiming a couple of months here and there in the sales um, it's not really gained much ground um, mm. so I think from that perspective that makes sense for them to get it out sooner or later um, my worry is that for it to be a high powered console the sooner it's released the more expensive it's going to be pretty much like we all know that more powerful technology sort of drops in price the later it comes out right 
Um, and so they're sort of really banking on this sort of core audience, I guess, that are really hungry for like a high powered console. And there certainly seems to be one. There was like a, a vocal group that complained that the PS4 Pro wasn't that significant a jump and, uh, and they were ready for more sort of native 4K gaming. Um, how big that audience is and whether or not they're going to be prepared to buy a $500, $600 machine um, remains to be seen, I guess. Um, but uh, I don't know. I'm, I'd am i kind of like to see it. I'd kind of like it to be out. Like I think it's kind of exciting that console generations seem to have picked up in pace a little bit. Um, and uh, I'm not as averse to it as I as I thought it'd be. And I hope that I hope the games that he's playing are for new first party games that are dedicated for this console, as I'm sure like everyone ideally would like to see. I don't think that's too crazy. Do but, uh, you do you guys have like do you have a remaster that you'd love to see on the Scorpio? And do you have like a new launch title that you'd like to see? I have a sequel that I'd like to see. I'd really love to see a sequel to Sunset Overdrive. I love oh, yeah, Sunset yeah. Overdrive. Have you guys played that yeah. at all? No? No. If you can imagine sort of like Infamous combined with Ratchet and Clank maybe, but yeah, with nice. uh, lots of like breaking the fourth wall, lots of humor, um, It's that that's the game. Um, that's really cool. great. I'd love to see that uh, come back in some way or another. Um, but yeah, keen on another Halo game. As Matt said, like a, like a core sort of Halo game. That'd be great. What about yourself, Matt? Uh, having not been part of the Microsoft ecosystem, I don't <laughs> particularly have a comment to make here. Um, well, do you have any thoughts on what sort of Pokemon game you'd like? Because Pokemon <laughs> Duel, a new Pokemon game, is out on mobile, uh, and it's a strategy board, virtual board game kind of thing. I don't know. I've not downloaded uh-huh. it yet. It came out last night. Um, and thanks to uh, Anth Russell on Facebook for the tip on this one. Um, what a sneaky Jake, little you, uh, segue. I don't know. Jake, did you want to talk about some more Xbox games? Is there some you're excited for? Uh, no. Um, like we've already moved on, Matt. So. I, well, I do worry when I do like these segues that I'm like a little... Maybe no, I didn't let Jake No, Jake that's fine. I asked the question, so I was asking you guys. Yeah, that's fine. Have you downloaded Pokemon Jewel yet? No, I think the, I thought about it today uh, at work. Um, yeah, but I didn't uh, end up doing it. Just yeah, I don't know. It didn't seem it didn't seem like my kind of game. You know that kind of turn based strategy. Uh, I guess very similar. Well, not very similar. I haven't played it. I don't know. But I think it'd be very similar to things like we've seen come out recently. That's become fairly popular. Things like Hearthstone and things like that on mobile. Um, because as far as I know, like, you know, with Pokemon Duel, you got to collect your figurines, you got to build the right deck, then you use those to kind of battle uh, other people online. So I feel like it's just a Pokemon version of all those, like, magic kind of card games we've been seeing on a. Uh, well, it's on not, mobile. though, because that's, that's what I initially thought. But really? it, it is, it's more like a board game. Like, you have a team of, like, six Pokemon or something, and there are, like, tokens on a board, and you've got to move around it and, like, get to a certain objective. Like, but, I don't know, like uh, Mouse Trap or something, oh, yeah, where I'm you're trying to, like, yeah. wind your way to the, the, like, the winning space or something. And then, like, if you guys hit the same square, you got to battle, I'm guessing? Yeah, something like that. Like, I don't know. We, we've, we're talking about something we've not, none of us have tried, but... um. We gotta check it out, but there's like online modes and ranked leagues and stuff. But um, yeah, weird it that now. it was kind of stealthily released. I don't know if this is kind of something they're kind of riding much hope on. 
Um, but it got me thinking about what kind of Pokemon games they could do now that they're sort of committed to to mobile. Um, we talked about like Pokemon Snap potentially coming to mobile That's gotta on stage. That's got to happen. Gotta happen. It's finally come to the Wii U, right? That was news. Has it? Too. I think so. Oh yeah, released on um, whatever their back catalog con- the store thing is, is it, mm. wasn't it? Mm, yeah, sure did. But um, yeah, like this kind of caught me surprised. But like a, a virtual Pokemon board game, that's interesting. I don't know. I kind of like prefer the physical one with little Pokemon figures you can actually move around. That'd be really neat. Yeah. But the Pokemon yeah. Battle side wouldn't be the same unless yeah, they made it unless they made it like an augmented reality kind of thing. So you just I like am waiting for that day. View I'm your waiting. phone over the top and you actually see them battle on the board. Yeah. That would be cool. Plus if you wanted Damn. if you wanted a proper board game, are you gonna just like carry it around everywhere with you and just be like, Hey, hey, play this with me and people on the street would be like, Who is this guy and why does it and he'd be like, No, play this board game with me, it's Pokemon. Wait. Why are you why are you carrying it around? Yeah, just just uh going to parties and stuff. Yeah, you and you know, everyone's drinking and having fun and you're all excited. It's like, hey guys, I bought the Pokemon board game and they just kinda <laughs> they just kinda look at him. Um I'm like, hey, like, you know, fair enough if it was my kind of party, yeah, I'd 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 like to play Pokemon board games, but I don't know if it works at every party. So I'm just imagine going I- out for dinner and he pulls out like the board game and be like, hey, let's play. And everyone's like, but we have it on our phones. He's like, yeah, but I bought the board game. <laughs> so it just occurred to me that, um, that Shannon and I have gone hands on with the Switch and we've not talked about it. Ah, outside yeah. Of, outside of, you, yeah. Yeah. Outside of the, the um, outside of the written content we've put up. I didn't, yeah, I didn't occur to it. I don't know when I when I'm like writing up the agenda for today's show, like as lax as it was today, I don't really think about what I can talk about. I think about what I can ask you guys uh, about. You're um, like, man, I just go to these events all the time. That just becomes so trivial to me. <laughs> um, and, and and Matt's just jogged my memory because like Shannon and I played One Two Switch Ride, which is their sort of mix yeah. of mini games, kind of party games, we kind of thing. Ragged on that so hard last and time. Holy <laughs> crap! Yeah, I'm not surprised. It's so dumb. It's really? just. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. Do you feel stupid doing it? You absolutely feel like stupid. Like, it's not like Wii Sports thing- or anything like that where, yeah, you kind of felt stupid, but also it was fun. Yeah. Remember when we were at PAX and we were trying VR and they put you, like, in that glass box and uh, and we started it, like, right as they let the public in and it was just like we were in a zoo exhibit. There was just, like, <laughs> thousands of people with their faces pressed up against the glasses. I'm shitting myself, like, with a dragon attacking my cage. Um, it was like that. They had, like, this circle... Um, this circular, like, exhibit and it was segmented out. Um... And in each segment, they would have like a demo, and they w- and the outside wall was glass, so the people surrounding the whole exhibit could see the players inside playing it. Worse still, the person that was in each segment, like demoing the game, was like dressed as a, one of the kind of characters oh, you might see in that setting. So, like for example, Quick Draw, you had a cowboy with his hat and his boots and vest and crap. Mm. There was like a a milkmaid with a apron for the milking the cow one. Um, yeah, it was hella weird. That's just awkward. Um, yeah, so Shannon and I had to like come inside and look in each other's eyes like they said you should, <laughs> and uh, and pretend to shoot each other. Shannon won every time. Um, nice. 
we also did like the the eating one where you use like the IR sensor and it detects the movements of your mouth. Have you guys seen gifts of people doing this? Yeah. No, but you I... basically hold like one of the plastic Joy Cons like sort of a centimeter away from your face and <laughs> repeatedly open and close your mouth <laughs> as quickly as you possibly can. So we did that, so and um, and I'm pretty good at eating. Like I eat a lot, <laughs> and I have won eating competitions in the past. Um, but Shannon ate eleven subs, and I only managed to eat nine. And the lady demoing was like, oh, nine, that's a, that's a pretty good score. And I'm like, damn right it is. And then Shannon comes and eats 11 subs. <laughs> um, but anyhow, it was just like super dumb. I had to take a video of Shannon just like waggling his mouth in front of this piece of plastic. Um, but yeah, I loved uh, taking the opportunity now to talk about it. Um, loved, loved playing the Switch. Um, it's a really cool piece of hardware. It works really well. Um, the controllers have like a ton of versatility to them, uh, and all the different sort of methods in which we played it, like individual Joy-Con or the Joy-Con grip or mm. the Pro controller, all felt super comfortable. I really quite liked it. Because that's what um, we mentioned last week. Like we we didn't touch too much on like the design of the controller, but we did say that mm. like you and Shannon didn't really have any you didn't come back saying oh my god i can't believe they did with this with the controller no, it's not so like thought, my hand was cramping up or anything like no that. so yeah. we we thought they must have kind of designed it pretty well if you didn't come back because you would yeah have. yeah i think the only issue is going to be like if you're doing long stints with just one joy con like if you're doing a multiplayer sort of thing mm-hmm. um but you know shannon and i sat at a table and played mario kart with this sort of screen propped up and just an individual joy con each for, for some time mm-hmm. and um and it was fine like i thought it was all right like it's very little and i've got pretty big hands mm. um so that was a little kind of cumbersome at first but it was like i don't know maybe it's just from what we've come with like i remember the days sitting in the back of the car on a road trip with like a laptop kind of cracked up and someone's mm. on wasda and someone's on the arrow keys and like you don't really care like i don't know it, it didn't feel too bad to me um what about you said you were playing mario kart like yeah. one screen split screen uh, it was split screen on the Switch's own screen. So, so how was that? Well, it was very small. Um, and obviously your field of view is like very, very limited. Um, but it wasn't unplayable. Like you could still have a competitive Mario Kart race. Um, mm. like don't get me wrong. I would pr- always prefer to play it on a bigger screen. Oh, yeah. But like given the situation, I think it's fine. Like the game is fun enough and it's awesome to sort of be playing at like sat just next to each other, wherever you are. I like, I think that kind of setting makes up for it. Um, it's not the optimal way to play the game by any means, but it look, it still looks really crisp on the screen. Like the colors looked great. Resolution looked great. Um, and it wouldn't have been running at 16. It wouldn't have been running at 1080p. And the screen, I believe is only 720 anyhow. So, I don't know. It, it looked fine to me. I It was just a lot of fun to play, and, and the first silly of it made it really cool. I just need to see more games. I think everyone's on the same mm. boat. Like, we just need to see more games for this thing and like, know that there's that support. Um, but anyhow, otherwise fun to play. Nice. I'm pretty yeah. keen. Yeah. I'm sure you'll get your hands on it again at some point. I'm interested to see at RTX if they're going to have like different demos. I imagine it'll all kind of be the same. But man, I can't wait to play more Zelda. I want to play more Zelda. Alrighty, let's bring an end to what was episode 86 of the Startcast. I totally forgot to do what the wiki this week. Didn't write it That's up. Right. It's a pretty cash week. We're sort of relaxed. We haven't, still sort of... we haven't played since I dominated last year, so... Mm, yeah, true. that's true. Oh, that reminds me, actually. I got a new phone, and all the scores were on that old phone. 
Well, mm. new year, new score. Are you trying we to tell to me that my win is gone? Maybe. Maybe no, we, we just award again. you. Maybe just award you 2016, Matt. I thought that's what we were. Congratulations, do. Matthew, <laughs> the uh, winner of what the wiki 2016. Wasn't, I'm Way. pretty sure this was already done. Yeah, we did this first, first, first at back yeah. when you were away. You and yeah. you wow, really? Out. Oh, okay. Um, but well done. Did you get him a trophy? Did you? Uh, no, I said we had to come up with some kind of reward. Maybe Shannon, being the runner-up, could um, be his lackey for the day or something like that. But cakes still have yet been to decide. <laughs> Shannon being the runner-up for second place, you have to like be the winner's servant. That makes <laughs> that seems fair. Um, yeah. I thought like cakes was our thing. I thought we just rewarded people with the cakes. Oh, yeah, Get a true. million views on a video, have a cake. That's how um, it works, right? Don't you? Yeah. Have, I thought cake. you had to buy the cake for yourself. Yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> Do, do we not reimburse you? No, apparently not. I didn't get reimbursed. You just yeah. have to buy. I mean, he got. So the he got. So what? Matt's prize to himself is that he has to go and buy himself a cake. How, he got how many exactly. million views on his video, and he didn't get a, a reimbursement for his cake. So yeah, my ten cakes I had to buy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love if you went to like a really fancy bakery, hoping you were going to get reimbursed. You spent like a hundred dollars a cake. Oh jeez. <laughs> Maybe yeah, that's that, only a Melbourne thing. That video was such a burden <laughs> to me. I look back and have Vietnam flashbacks. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, any other podcast of your choice. Just search the Startcast. Follow Press Start on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at Press.au, as well as visiting the site, of course, at Press.com.au. I've been your host, Ewan Roxburgh. You can follow me on Twitter at Ewan underscore Roxburgh. That's right. I changed my handle. What? So I thought, now or never. Oh the T goodness. was my middle name, right? But t- I, I, sometimes I just like shorten it to like you and T Rocks, and people thought I was like a dinosaur fan. I was like, <laughs> it was like a play on you and T Rex. Like, wow, you couldn't get I the get Rex. It. Like, you just kind of compensated for, <laughs> for Rocks. Um, so I'm just you and underscore Rocks right now. Bring back Groovytrons. But bring back. Where did you get Groovytrons for? When was I ever Groovytrons? You were Groovytrons on Twitter like a long time ago. I could have sworn you were. I I mean I have that account because that's my that's my like gamer tag, but I can't ever recall being being it on. I swear you were Groovytrons a long time ago. Hmm, maybe Groovytrons for those who don't know was a weapon in Ratchet and Clank that makes your enemies uncontrollably dance, and hence why I adopted it as my name. I've been joined today by Jake. <laughs> Hey guys, so you can follow me on uh, Twitter and on Instagram at underscore Jake Barros, B-A-R-R-O-S. Yeah, like you had mentioned, read my review of uh, Kingdom Hearts Mm 2.8 if you're keen and be on the lookout also for your most anticipated for February. That will go out, so get your votes in so we can create a mad episode. And also joining us today <laughs> was Matthew. Yes, you can follow me at MV Zamari on Twitter. And I'm pretty sure I told people to like call me out or, or like fight me on Twitter last time. And no one did. So did. I'm actually quite I tweeted disappointed. You. You, you tweeted me, but no one else tweeted me. So I'm really disappointed, guys. So please, you know, tweet at me, uh, provoke a fight or discuss something with me. <laughs> Or, I don't know, or tell me how bad or good my Instagram photos are, because they all go through my Twitter, so... Um, you just want some kind of loving. You don't You don't I just, care what kind. I just, you just you're just going to have to be more provocative I just, every episode until 
people start fighting. Yeah, you. but then then I'm gonna get kicked off the show, and they're not gonna be like, no, you're too negative, and and then I'll, that's true. I'll just have to. You're start, treading on thin ice, as it you is. You know, I, well, hey, I brought up the KKK today, so <laughs> yeah, I know. You know. What what do oh, I have geez. to do? Start talking about like Hitler or something? Jeez, jeez, uh, wrap it up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for tuning in again. Until next time, happy gaming. Bye. Goodbye.